0: For those in Christ Jesus, no condemnation, that is punishment, no punishment awaits those who are in Christ. And this comes as a result of our faith. It comes as a result of our identification in Christ. We're justified through Christ. We are justified. We're justified and we're declared righteous and therefore stand in his grace and not under his wrath. And we possess, folks, eternal life, eternal life. The grave is not the end. The grave is not the end. Christ is the sphere of safety for all who are identified with him by faith. Christ is a sphere of safety for all who are identified with him by faith. I want to read from the book of Romans, chapter (coughs) 8. Excuse me, I want to read the first eight verses. There is no condemnation now for those who live in union with Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit which brings us life in union with Jesus Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do because the human nature was weak, God did He condemned sin in human nature by sending his own son who came with a nature like man's sinful nature to do away with sin. God did this so that the righteous demands of the law might be fully satisfied in us who live according to the spirit and not, folks, according to the human nature. Those who live as their human nature tells them to, have their minds controlled by what the human nature wants. Those who live, as the Spirit tells them to, have their minds controlled by what the Spirit wants. To be controlled by the human nature results in death, for the wages of sin are, but the free gift of God is, Correct. So to be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. And also a person becomes an enemy of God when they are controlled by human nature. For he does not obey God's law and in fact he cannot obey it. Those who obey their human nature cannot obey please god i think that is a really very interesting statement those who are controlled by the human nature cannot please god the part of our makeup that does the sinning folks is the flesh the bible tells us the sin gratifies the flesh but the part of our makeup that stays on the planet and turns to dust is the same part of us that commits a sin. And so when we die, yeah, it's ashes to ashes and dust to dust for the flesh. But the Spirit goes to one of two places for eternity. So the sinful nature produces death, condemnation and freedom. Every person on this earth stands condemned of the sinful nature. We all deserve death because of our sinful nature. God says he cannot have any form of sin in heaven. That's why Lucifer was thrown out, because he committed sin in God's presence. So then how can we, if we are sinners, how can then we go to heaven, a place where sin does not abound? It's simple, because Jesus took our sin to the cross. The law was fulfilled through Christ. And it happened like this. The law says if you carry sin, you must die. Well, Jesus didn't carry any of his own sin, but he carried ours. The punishment was death. So because he carried our sin, our sin has also been atoned for. It doesn't mean that we can continue to sin just so that grace might abound. No, it doesn't work that way. Every person on this earth stands condemned of the sinful nature. We all deserve death because of our sinful nature. We can't measure up to God on our own. We need Jesus. He takes away our condemnation. And Jesus is able to set us free from the condemnation that awaits mankind. The Holy Spirit... Is a member of the Godhead, and it is the member of the Godhead who regenerates every believing individual. Here's a scripture for you: Titus three five, and the Holy Spirit bestows new life. John three five to eight, and He does this through the resurrection of Christ. Romans six four, Romans six eight, and Romans six eleven. You see, sin produces death, but through Christ, believers have been set free from that death. That gives us a hope. It gives us a hope. We can say, wow, I know where I'm going when I die. So you can live your life with assurance. Assurance. This world has a sin problem. And it won't go away. And the sin problem will be on this planet until we die. And when we die, the sin problem will still remain here on the planet because this is where the devil lives. When Jesus was tempted, The last temptation, the devil took Jesus to a high place and he showed him all the land. And he said to Jesus, this is mine. This earth is mine. But if you bow down to me, I'll give it to you. You see, at that time, the devil had authority over the earth. Because he was sent here. But if we skip forward to Matthew chapter 28, the Great Commission, now we're post-resurrection. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. You see, Jesus took back that authority. And who did he give it to? Us. He gave that authority to the disciples. That's ours. That's ours to take. That's ours. Did I preach this two weeks ago? This is on my heart. I feel like I've said it before. But we must embrace biblical concepts regarding the sin problem. We can't just know the Bible But we must take it into our lives. We must let it control our lives through the voice of the Holy Spirit and the conviction of God's Word. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Bible, tell me, what does it mean? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Exactly, I love that acronym. We need those instructions. We need to follow them. The law and sin. The law, which is referred to as the Ten Commandments. Do you know the Ten Commandments were powerless over sin? In verse 3, what we just read, Romans 8, Paul says that, Although the law was good, it was powerless over sin. The law could set people straight. The law could show people that they were doing wrong. The law would convict and could convict. But the problem with the law is that any change from breaking the laws or breaking away from sin was done in your own strength. That makes it tricky. Some of us are stronger than others. Some might do okay. Some might not do okay. Where is it? In the Old Testament somewhere, the guy was committing adultery and the the punishment was swift. The, the, The earth opened up and swallowed him and his wife and his kids and his goats and his tents and his servants. They all perished. Because he broke the law. You see, he couldn't stop committing the adultery in his own strength. He couldn't stop doing that. And so he was punished. Are we happy that we live in a time of grace? That we can come to God before we get swallowed up? I don't know when Jesus is coming again. Someone told me it'll be early November. Okay. Now, okay, I'm here at a few chapels. I'll tell you what, are you ready if Jesus comes before Christmas? I don't know when he, it could be the Sarvo. Who knows? We might not even get to our AGM. But, folks, be ready. Be ready. You see, I'm a messenger. God gives me a message and I tell you the message. Okay, I've done my bit. I've done my bit of obedience. The other thing that I need to do is to allow the convictions of even my preachings to sit in my heart. And I need to respond to them. But hey, what you do with the message is up to you. I won't say I don't care. I do care. But it's up to you. It's up to you. So with the law, no permanent change was possible. It is the regeneration of the individual by the Holy Spirit that breaks us free from the law of sin and death. It is the spirit that gives life to every believer, folks. The law could not deliver mankind from the sinful human nature. As we know, it's the application of Scripture and the conviction of the Holy Spirit that delivers us from sin. God has put everything in place for us, but there is one element missing. One element missing from this scenario. We have to want to give up sin. A sin. The sin. The secret sin, if you have one. It's we want need to want to give that up folks 41 years ago okay 41 years ago i gave up smoking okay i started i smoked from 15 to 25 now it wasn't easy in fact i i failed many times but eventually I persevered. Why? Because I wanted to do it. Previous to that, my family wanted me to stop smoking. My wife and my family. I tried but because I wasn't really owning it, I struggled. But when I owned the problem and then I was able to own the solution, and it 's the same with any kind of sin that becomes a problem to us- a repetitive sin or just a slip or a slide. Tell me what is a white lie? Is it the same as a regular lie, or is it just like no? You can excuse it a bit. or Like a lie is a lie, isn't it? So we have to want to get serious with God. We have to want to hate the sin that we are participating in enough to want to change. God is not a magician. Yes, he does healings, but he's not a magician. You won't be delivered from your sin unless you want to be delivered. God has made the way possible. It's up to you to decide to have your life fine-tuned. You know the story about the bloke up a tree in the flood? The bloke was up up a tree and um, and there's water everywhere and he couldn't swim. He prayed to God. He said, God, rescue me from this tree. After a while, a bloke came in a rowboat. He said, Hey, mate, would you like a lift? He said, No, no, it's all right. I'll pray to God about it. Anyway, after a while, a helicopter came. They lowered the rope down. The man and said, Jump on, I'll we'll, we'll take you. No, no, I'll pray to God. God's going to rescue me. The water came up, covered the tree. The man drowned went to heaven. He said, God, I thought you were going to rescue me. He said, I sent a rowboat and a helicopter. Oh, you see, sometimes the obvious, the answer to our prayer, mm. it's not always miraculous, is it? Mm. But God engineers circumstances for us. Mm. Helen how many times, what do I say? I go down the street and I want to go say to the chemist and there's a parking spot right out front of the chemist. How many, what do I say? Thank you, Jesus. And how many times is there a vacant parking spot when I go down the street? Almost every time. Yes, and I just say, thank you, Jesus. Wow, it's just like an attitude. I, I don't know what sort of a God I serve sometimes. But he finds parking spaces for me. Do you know why? Because I told him I've got a bad hip. He knows. And it's painful for me to walk. It's even painful for me to be here. And I have to dose up on medication so I can stand and preach. But God is faithful. God is faithful. I can smell food cooking. You want me to hurry up and finish, don't you? Not long. We're two-thirds through. Deliverance from sin has come through the death of Christ on the cross. Okay, we know that. God accomplished deliverance over sin by sending his own son in the likeness, in the likeness, folks, of sinful man. Jesus was not sent in sinful flesh, but in the likeness of it. So he looked like ordinary people, but he had no sin. But, you know, Jesus was a tradie. Did you know that? Jesus was a tradie. He's a carpenter. He probably got about with a hammer, nail bag screwdriver, they have screwdrivers in those days? I'm sure they did. And, you know, he's probably knocking up a bit of furniture, maybe, you know, knock up a couple of frames for a house or, you know. Jesus was not sent in sinful flesh, but in the likeness of it. His human nature was protected and preserved from the indwelling principle of sin that has plagued all other human beings since Adam and Eve. Reference here is Luke 1.35. Jesus came to do something about sin. He came to do something about sin. And what he did was to condemn Sin. He condemned sin by his death on the cross. He passed... Pardon me He passed a judicial sentence on punishment. Jesus passed a judicial sentence on punishment, so that those who are in Christ are not condemned for their sin. And I don't really know how it's going to work on Judgment Day, but I imagine it could be like, here's a queue, a line of people and, 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 and there's God on his throne and, and, and we all shuffle forward to wait our turn. And, um, and, he, and, 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 and I get there and he says, oh, Stuart, how are you today? Oh, not too bad. Thanks, Lord. I'm sorry, but you've committed sin and... You'll have to go to hell. But then Jesus is my lawyer, my advocate. He'll say, ah, just one moment, Father. At the age of 16, Stuart gave his heart to you, and I died for his sin. Oh, wow, fantastic. You go through this door, and you'll see a pearly gate. Maybe Peter will be there to meet me. Who knows? You see, I will not be condemned for the sin that I've committed because I have invited Jesus to be my Saviour. That's how it works. The goal of this was so that the righteous requirements of the law, a life of holiness, could be fully met. The Believers do not live according to the sinful nature, folks. We live according to the Spirit. Do you know how to live by the Spirit? Do you think, hmm, I will wait on the Holy Spirit today to tell me how I should live? We don't need to do that. Just turn to Galatians 5, and there's the fruit of the Spirit. See, it's, it's in black and white for you. It's really... God's made it so easy. If you go to the first part of Galatians chapter 5, it'll tell you how not to live. It says, you know, like drunkenness and, and uh, there's a whole list of stuff. But when you get down, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. So we don't need to sit and wait for the Holy Spirit to tell us how to behave It's just there in black and white already. It's easy. All we have to do is do it. The provision of deliverance from the power of sin is through the death of Jesus Christ. But experiencing it in one's daily conduct comes through the controlling power of the Holy Spirit. Let's say a temptation comes your way. Okay. This is a bit random, but let's say you're in the supermarket and you're looking at the toothpaste aisle and you get tempted to get some bag tooth, of toothpaste and slip it up the sleeve of your jumper and walk out without paying for it. People do that sometimes. Okay, there's the temptation. Now, as a Christian, what are we going to do about it? Folks, before your hand gets to the shelf, invite Jesus into the temptation. Say, Lord, Jesus, I've been tempted to do this. Help me. Jesus might say to you, put your hands in your pocket. Okay, I'll just look and not touch. Okay, could be as simple as that. But we need to respond in a Christian manner to the temptations that come along our way. It comes down to your choice. Jesus quoted the scripture to the devil in regard to temptation. Sorry, <laughs> I just received a message from Sandlink. Do they work on Sundays? Jesus quoted scripture to the devil in regard to temptation. In this scenario, we see that Jesus dealt with the issue before the sin could occur. This is our example. So let me wrap it up, folks. Life without Jesus equals eternal punishment. Okay, so you are with Jesus. Cool. So if we're with Jesus and Jesus is with us, then we have responsibilities. I'm talking today about responsibilities related to the sin problem. And prevention is far, far better than the cure, as in the example of Jesus' temptation. But if we do fall, there is a way out. There is an exit clause, a procedure It involves repentance of the particular sin, which is a turning away from the sin, a turning away from the lust, a turning away from the desire, a life change in that sinful area. And then seeking and receiving God's forgiveness. See, David had a problem. He saw Bathsheba. Naked. Having a bath. Now that's when he should have dealt with the temptation. But he didn't, did he? He looked at her with lust. Next minute she's pregnant. And he thinks, oh man, what am I going to do about this? Oh, her husband's... at. At fighting in the battle. I'll bring him home. I'll bring the husband home and he'll go home and hopefully sleep with his wife and now everyone will think the baby's his. Didn't work. The husband came home but he's so dedicated to the king. He said, I'm not gonna even going to go home to my wife. I'm going to sleep at the gate. I'm going to protect the king. Things weren't working out for David. But then he had to commit another sin to cover up the other sins. You see, he sent the the guy back to the battlefront to be killed. And he was. You see how one sin led to another sin, led to another sin, led to another sin. But you see, if David had stopped right at the beginning and said, OK, I'm going to go downstairs and have a cold shower. That's what he should have done. But we can learn a lesson, can't we? So that we don't fall into those kinds of traps when temptation comes to us. So, where to from here? We've talked about the sin nature. We've talked about the law and sin and we've talked about deliverance for those in Christ Jesus. No condemnation, no punishment, just eternal life with the Godhead and true believers. The choice It's easy, but the sin problem is real. Be encouraged, stay strong, apply scriptural concepts to your life. Trust God, use your giftings, apply spiritual fruit to your life. Seek God's face one-on-one, build the human-God relationship and participate in mission and ministry. I haven't really told you anything new today. But I've given you a refreshment. I've given you reminders. Take this message into your heart and allow the scripture, the word of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit conviction to change your life today and tomorrow and next month and next year and next. Whatever's next. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what Jesus has done for us, giving us that exit clause, if you like, a way out to escape the wages of sin and to receive the free gift of God. We are eternally grateful, Lord. Help us every day with temptations Help us with the sin problem that comes to us when we don't even ask for it. Lord, be our guardian, be our guide. Lord, let the scriptures just have revelation for our souls. We pray in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Dennis. You can... Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast sermon. You can find more great messages like this on the Anchor podcast app and also on the Wattle City Church Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening and God bless you.